Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Alright, welcome back again to episode 16. Yes, episode 16, part two of my conversation with Xander and Bonnie from the Library Bards. Uh, I'll say this past Saturday at the MegaCon, it was, it was a great experience, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of great people out there. And I was actually enjoying the people as much as the celebrities. It was a real great deal, um, a lot of a lot of good positive energy in that place. Um I know uh, Missy from uh, Doctor Who, Michelle Gomez, might be one of the nicest bad people in the entire world. Um, you know, Vivica Fox was amazing, and of course, uh, the voice actors. You know, James Arnold Taylor and and Bill Farmer really showed up and and left my daughter's jaw on the floor just with the voices they rapid fired right at her. Um, so it was a lot of fun, and I also want to thank the people at MegaCon and the people that made it happen, and the celebrities for. Uh, for showing up and, and not just showing up for money, but just showing up to show up and the way they did. So good, good job there. You know, I don't go to a lot of cons. I haven't been, you know, to, to comic con, super con, Anacon, Fanacom, com, 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 Megatron, Megafon. Uh, I haven't been to any of that stuff, but, uh, Megacon I've been to three times now and it's, it's been a great experience to me. It's probably the closest thing to comic con, uh, the big one. But what do I know? I've only been to the one. Um, great show today, part two of the uh, uh, Library of Bars. But before we get to that, let me please address the 282-pound goat in the room. Um, this term, self-aware, always kind of makes me laugh and chuckle a little bit. Can, can you imagine not being self-aware? It's one of those words, and we talk about these words in entertainment. You hear comedians, everybody talk about funny words. This is one, to me, it's kind of funny because if you take it literally, it, it's it's almost impossible. How, how could you not be self-aware? I, I just somehow picture someone sitting on their couch at home or eating dinner at a restaurant and going, there I am. I'm aware now. Uh, it's it's a weird turn to me, but um, it is one of those things. It's part of the English language, and just one of those fun things. Um, and there you go with that. But I also want you to know, uh, my Twitter account is Miami Six Man, my major Twitter account that everybody knows me by. I'm also CGS here on Twitter. Uh, that's the show Twitter account. And I have the uh, email address on Gmail, um, CGS here at gmail.com. Please email me when you get a chance or tweet me at CGS here. And if you have ideas of who you want to hear on the show, because I've been putting whoever I want on, and, and it's been fun. And I, and I haven't, I don't feel like I've had a miss yet with the guests. They've all been wonderful. But if there's someone you want to hear, someone you want me to bring on, something you want me to talk about, let me know, and I'll try to make it happen. And I bet you it carries a little more weight uh, with some of the celebrities out there when I say, hey, my listeners are asking for you. So so let's give that a shot if we can. But for now, it's time for the Library of Arts Part 2. The, the king of the nerds. You you did a really good job, Xander, of of laying under the radar. 
you were oh, way under the radar. Yeah, I think so, that was a plan going in uh, because season one, Celeste kind of did that. Uh, she went through and kind of played under the radar and then showed her strengths at the end. So I, I knew that that was kind of the way to do it, to be super helpful with the team, but also, like, make it through to the to the end game. And also, Xander's just so nice. Like, <laughs> I have a feeling, you know, when, when you do a show like that and when you're living in close quarters and it's, and it's, the the voting is based on, you know, not only just getting some of the big guys out, like, you know, how they would do, but really getting rid of the people who butt heads in the house and yeah. like, really cause a lot of drama well. and trouble and fight and this and that. You know, Xander Xander's probably one of the most easygoing people I've ever met, and is just so likable. Aww. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just so likable that I mean, his his game plan worked. My game plan was just be everyone's he, friend. Well, basically, just be him. He was just himself. You know, like he was, I, I feel that goes for myself as well. Like with reality TV, you're you're terrified of how they're going to edit you. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're going to make you have to be the bitch or the whiny one or the dumb one. Or the villain. And they can edit you however they want. To tell a story. Uh, and I think we're, you know, the whole time I was on the quest, and I think the same goes for Xander with King of the Nerds, we wanted to be true uh-huh. to ourselves. Yeah. If we're going to be on national television yeah. where, you know, people can see us, and with me, because it was like a fantasy thing, and, and same with you, like it was mm-hmm. a nerdy show. Right. To where we wanted to, like, show nerds in a positive light. And right. we wanted to also not, you know. Yeah. Especially with you being uh, with the LGBT community. Exactly, yeah. I wanted, you know, my goal, like, people had talked to me before going on. I know this is going off of one question, but we can talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, before going on the show, they kind of, they had pegged me as, like, the gay nerd. And, you know, when people were doing interviews, they're like, are you okay with that? Like, on national television, da, da, da. And I just wanted to kind of normalize it. Like, yeah, that's an aspect of my, myself and my personality, but it's not the defining aspect, you know. Right. And so you have that kind of pressure on your shoulders to kind of be a good role model, you know, especially in a show like like what we both did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I liked about that was it was common knowledge. Everybody knew and it was never an issue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And, you know, people talk about this in the LGBT community, too. Like, coming out the first time is always hard, but you're going to be coming out to people the rest of your life. You always have to, like, put in a conversation or, you know, figure out the best time to be like, oh, by the way, I'm gay or something like that. And so the 500th time, it gets a lot easier. (laughs) With all the traveling Xander and I do, like, going to these cons and we get to, like, reach out and really meet the fans and, and, uh, you know, hang out with our fellow nerd community, it's it's hysterical to me how many people think Xander and I are either a couple yeah. or, 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 like, they think we're married or right. dating, and I'm just kind of like, uh. <laughs> I, and you don't want to just be like, flat out go, Xander's gay, you know, <laughs> you know, like. I mean, I'll do that. I, uh, well, I mean, I do that too, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's funny that our cat is playing with something, so we, we both get distracted for a But it's, you know, it's it's great that we're able to um, kind of be role models to, especially with like young kids when the quest came out and King of the Nerds, mm-hmm. we, we would get a lot of messages from parents thanking us. You know, they were thanking me for, you know, their kids are not like the most physical and, you know, it gets picked last in PE, which is the story of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I was definitely, I feel kind of like the physical underdog on the quest. So that was really nice to kind of show that um, there's more to being a hero. There's more to being, you, you can make a difference mm-hmm. without, you know, lifting 
the most amount of weight type of thing, typically. Yeah, you're arguably the most popular. You guys have shut me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're arguably the most popular person on the show. Everybody seemed to like you a, a lot on there. You can talk about other contestants, even. Yeah. And um, we all still so keep in touch. We're all still good friends. Same with King of the Nerds. Yeah. Now I'm friends with all the nerds, too. And I'm friends with the Paladins. Yep. We're, that's that's we awesome. Close all our circles. Yeah. When it comes to good people coming together, good people are attracted to good people. I'm finding more and more as I go because I'm new to this podcasting thing you might know, and I'm new to trying to put myself out there and network out and, get you know, working on, on my voice, trying to learn how to talk again all over again. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and um, I'm learning that everybody that I didn't know were connected, and they might not even know they're connected, all the good people are connected. Yeah. There's a lot of great people out there, so it's really good to find that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, especially not just with podcasting, but with anything in the entertainment industry, we always say that high tides rise all ships. So, mm-hmm. you know, we try to help each other out as much as possible. That's awesome, man. I wanted to ask you about that on uh, on the King of the Nerds, Xander. Um, is it Zach or Jack, the, the one that was the most um, – Zach. What's the word I'm looking for? I want to use the right word for that. The most intense one. Zach. Okay, so he used to say the saying all the time, don't forget to be awesome. And yeah. That might have been his, his thing. You know, you guys are doing shirts from a place called Don't Forget to Be Awesome. Is that him? No, it's it, it's the same uh, company. So Don't Forget to Be Awesome is the slogan of Hank Green and John Green's uh, company with the Nerd okay. Fighters and DFDA. So I think Zach was a fan of their work, and so he he brought that slogan kind of with him when he came on to King of the Nerds. But we're uh, Library Bards is actually signed on with DFTBA Records to do our merchandise. So they're it's, the ones who make all our T-shirts. Yeah, so it's nothing. It's not related with Zach at all. He's it's just okay. slogan adopted. Same thing with Victory for Sylvanas. That's from World of Warcraft. So he would always say that. <laughs> was he was he really that way, or was he ramped up for TV? I mean, it's a stressful environment. It was pretty much a pressure cooker. So, yeah, yes, he was that way, but it was also, like, a super stressful environment. So it, it, I'm sure it enhanced part of his personality that, you know, he might not have wanted to or, or, or different things like that. You know, it brought out different aspects of, of the different people that are competing. You're under such high stress and, there, you know, so much anxiety because, I mean, everything's at stake to where, you know, some people just can't handle that kind of pressure, you know, without – without panicking, yeah. especially, you know, uh, when it when it comes to social situations. I exactly. mean, you're in a very high, highly social situation with the same people yeah. constantly to where, you know, if, if you have anxiety or, you know, social skills issues, it's, it's or, difficult to you're, handle that. You're never alone. Like, if you're yeah. an introvert, it's hard to get, like, recharge time with something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to bag on them, or, or I don't want to. I don't want to trash Zach at all. But it just seems like, like when people think nerd geek, they think that they think that, and that's not necessarily true. No, yeah, and it's true. And I think that with King of the Nerds, they were really striving to show the different aspects of like nerdiness or geekiness, and that there are different types. Like you've got people that are uh, biologists, or you know, rocket scientists, and also the video game nerds and, and, and the, the theater sports. nerd. Yeah, yeah. So. They really try to, to show the diversity that exists within the community. You know, and same with the quest. Like, Patrick was the math teacher who was in the 501st, you know. Uh, right. You know, and Christian and I, you know, we're, we were big in wind fairs. And, you know, like, they showed different aspects and different sides of that as well. 
um, you know, Shondo was more of a superhero kind of guy. You know, he he had no idea. He he, with when it comes to fantasy, Shondo had no idea. Uh, you know, he had never watched Game of Thrones, didn't know Harry Potter, didn't know anything. Jim was our Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy nerd, Quidditch player, Quidditch player. You know, so we, they had different aspects of of that spectrum as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, so I I I feel like both shows showed all different types. You know, you both just did a really good job of pointing out how even with a person like Zach, that's not necessarily something you want to judge him on, that, that small sample there from the show. Exactly. You don't, yeah. you don't know Zach. You don't and it's, the exact on that. Thing, uh, it's the exact same thing with Christian on the quest. Mm-hmm. He definitely got the villain edit. And, you know, I, knowing Christian personally, because we all pretty much lived together for a month, yes, he played the game a little differently than everyone else. In fact, he, you know... He probably went about it the wrong way, and I'm sure he regrets some of the decisions and things he said. But at the same time, he's not a bad guy. And so many people gave him such a hard time. Like, you got such mean tweets and messages when really, you know, it, it was a it was a competition show. He was mm-hmm. just trying to play a different angle to try and win, but it just kind of went – it kind of blew up in his face because it was – the whole show was about being a hero, and it was kind of – he went kind of rogue <laughs> on it. But also, you also have to realize – you're under so much stress and so much other things that, you know, some of the decisions that he made were out of his control. And, um, you know, he he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad person. And I'm still on friendly terms with him, regardless of anything that he did or said on the show. And the same thing with Zach, um, mm-hmm. with King of the Nerds. You know, Xander, Xander and him are still friends. Yeah, because, like, we, we talk interseason as well as, like, our own seasons and things like that. We still uh, communicate, like, through social media or Facebook. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're we're all a community and we're all a family. You know, nothing brings together these people like this post-traumatic stress disorder of going yeah. through. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Even though the Paladins and I, we all live so far away from each other. And, like, we ne- like I haven't seen Jasmine or or I haven't seen some of them since the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we filmed back in like 2013, but we still all keep in touch via social media, and uh, there's it's something that to where we're always going to be friends, we're always going to be family because no one else has experienced what we experienced, and it kind of changed us for the better. I feel mm-hmm. like we we got to experience this crazy thing that no one like we can't describe it to people. Like you try to. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. that's really cool. No, you don't get it. <laughs> we were in a castle. Like, it was freaking crazy. You know, you, don't, you, you just can't explain it. It's a completely different, um, you know, thing that just changes the way you look on life, I feel. So we'll always be kind of like a family, no matter how far apart we go or how long we don't see each other. It's, it's kind of like they kind of, they're going to stick with you for life now because no one else, you can't geek out with anyone else about it mm-hmm. except for the people who experience right. it with I can tell you, I didn't expect this to turn into what it's been, but I love what it's been. This has been really good for for people. People need to hear some of these things, so it's great that it came out this way. But but let's get to the fun stuff. Okay. (laughs) I learned about you guys through GK Bows. She uh, was with Bonnie in Street Fighter V. Yeah. Yeah. I love GK. She's so sweet. She's the best. She's in one of our new music videos that will be coming out very soon. Yeah, a geeky girl, I believe it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she's so a voice of Gamora in one of the Guardians of the Galaxy pinball pinball games. Yeah. And we were looking I for a Gamora. <laughs> she nailed it. She was perfect. Yeah. 
she looked just like her. Uh, I thought Zoe yeah, Sedano yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it was real funny because I was trying to get her set for an interview, and she was busy working on this video with the library bars. I'm like, the what? What? And I went and watched the, <laughs> I went and watched the live video of the behind the scenes, and basically I see GK as Gamora, like, three rows, like, back in the distance, picking up her phone and typing on it. And then puts it yeah. down and walks in the room, and I get a message from GK going, can't today, I'm, I'm filming live again. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so, so funny. You know, yeah, it was very cool to watch the behind the scenes. It was it was long and enjoyable. You guys work hard on these things. You guys put a lot into your videos. And that's the talk yeah. about the Patreon for you guys, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. And this wraps into that. But uh, first of all, real quick, how, how do you, you guys both do voice work? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bonnie did Street Fighter Five. Uh, in the fighting game world, I did a game called Dive Kick, which is like an indie fighting game uh, that kind of took over the uh, the fighting game circuit for a while. It's like a two button fighter, and then I played the announcer on that, like the super racist Dive Kick, that guy. Oh, that's awesome! Who knew? Oh wow! I yeah, I yeah. expected that, but that's what voice work does. Yeah. 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 It's so funny because you know. Uh, we, we've been very blessed. The King of the Nerds, I feel like the King of the Nerds is what's really opened doors for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, we always were nerds, and we were always doing these cons and all these events and, you know, little shows out here already, to where once we got a small following from King of the Nerds and the Quest, that really opened doors for us to where we, we were like, hey, we could pursue something. We yeah. Could, we could actually try and, and make, it make, a career. make a career of being a nerd, which who doesn't <laughs> want? That's everyone's dream. Yeah. That's a nerd's dream come true. So uh, we've been very blessed and, and to have such a supportive, uh, like, fan base and just – I wouldn't even call – it's funny because I hate saying the word fan. Right. Because it just makes me uncomfortable. I always just call them, like, just fellow nerds geeking out over the same thing I am. Yeah. Because, you know, that just, you know, happened to – to help us and, and like us, so I, I'm so sorry. I'm rambling. I I had my coffee. No, you're fine. And so I'm like going back and forth. And my and my cat. I keep looking at my cat. I don't know what. Well, you're doing. so animated, and full of energy and life. It's fine. But but I'll, I'll tell you this: you don't <laughs> have to be a nerder. You don't even have to be a nerd or a geek to enjoy these things. Everybody loves Revenge of the Nerds. It doesn't matter where you came from or or what kind of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lot of fun. You guys did your voice work. You did. I know there was a movie Xander was in. I'm thinking about checking out. I haven't checked out yet. Uh, Camp Virgin Vic. Oh. <laughs> <Virgin> <laughs> yeah. So, you, well, you're not going to be able to find it because it never got really released. <laughs> oh. <laughs> first project that I worked on when I uh, first moved out here. I booked the, the lead role in that movie. And, um, yeah, the production company just kind of fell through, but I still got paid, and it's still on my IMDb, so I'm like, all right, whatever. It counts. It counts. <laughs> I yeah. say it counts. Was, I'll allow it. Yeah, that was very much like an American Pie type of, like, crude comedy, so it was so a lot of fun to work on. Just mellowed into library bars. This just happened naturally. You guys just like, hey, let's start writing songs and performing them. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were both musical people, and we both loved, like, the comedy aspect of things. And so uh, when we were we were trying to think of, like, a project of what we could work on, we went through, like, a web series or we're on a movie or whatever. But but I think Library Bards just kind of spawned out of combining all of those things. Cause we could do our music videos. We could do the songs. We could perform live. And I think that's what really separates us from other, like, kind of nerdy parody stuff. Mm-hmm. 
is is doing the live performances. Because there's a lot of, um, you know, parody bands out there, uh, which is mm-hmm. amazing. It's great that there's such a community of it. Mm-hmm. And, but what separates us is that we do perform live. I know a lot of the parody groups and a lot of, like, the parody music videos that are all on YouTube, a lot of them auto-tune mm-hmm. or they'll hire singers and lip-sync or stuff like that, which, you know, but it, it doesn't really matter to us. No, you're creating content. They're creating content and they're doing their passion, what they love, and they're doing it the way that they know they can do it. Right. And But that's just uh, – it helps. It helps us in a way that it, it makes us a little different from them. Meaning we can go out and do these live, and because we do all these cons as the library bard, we also have something else to offer. Because Xander and I also do voiceover work, and we're also on King of the Nerds and the Quest. That we also right. have a little, a little club in a way. Yeah. Well, we, whenever we submit to a con, we're like, hey, this is what we've done. This is where our fan bases lie. And also, we're the library bard. Right. And this is what we can offer as far as live entertainment. Not only can we offer, like, panels and, you know, signings if you want people to come and, you know, meet, you know, voices from video games and this and that, that's great. But we can also do something completely different that most cons don't have, which is, like, a intermission show at the cosplay contest. Or, or a live yeah. Concert, yeah, concert with all of our songs, which kind of puts us on a different um, – radar than, than others. And it's so funny, too, because we've only been doing this for about, like, a year and a half, a year and some change. Our, our first con that we performed at was last June. Yeah. So it's only been... I guess not even less, a year. It's been less than a year since we started traveling, yeah. Um, but but uh, a lot of cons have taken a chance on us because, you know, you see nerd parody band, and you're like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. But... We've had a super positive response from both the fans and the conventions whenever we perform, because like we're good at this. Like we know what we're doing. We're doing <laughs> and even if even if like you know there's once or twice if we mess up or we do something ridiculous, uh, we both know that we can just dust ourselves off and keep going. Yeah, we're always yeah. we always try and get entertaining. Right. You know what I mean? No matter what, we're going to be entertaining because Xander yep. and I have fun doing it and. Most people can see that we're enjoying ourselves when we're up there doing it, you know. And we love meeting people. Like, yeah. we're very, you know, we, we love running up, getting hugs and taking pictures of people. I mean, that's, like, our favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So we really embrace it and, and try and engage the entire con audience. That's great. What came first, the videos or the or the, or the con uh, circuit? We did the videos first because we uh, specifically partnered with the OneRing.net uh, for our first song uh, that came out with a video, which was Gandalf. Mm-hmm. So because Battle of the Five Armies was coming out, we wanted to release a video in conjunction with both the OneRing.net and the release of the movie. So that was the first one we did. And actually, the set and a lot of the people in the uh, music video were from Dungeon Master, that, what I was talking about before. So we just kind of had all the pieces in place, and we were like, let's just make this video. It was funny because we uh, first wrote the All About That Space song yeah. and recorded that, and we were really and we hadn't released it yet because we were so proud of it and so excited for it, and we wanted to make it a really amazing video, like a cantina band and this and that, and we were going through all these ideas. And then all of a sudden, like literally one of the – we were calling people about to set up to make the music video, and that day uh, All About That Bass, No Rebels mm-hmm. came out with uh, Team Unicorn. Yeah. Then all about that space, love, love tribbles for um I can't remember creature yeah. yeah I don't know I mean, another parody band came up with one and we were so mad because we had written ours like months and months and months and months and months ago like a long time before them 
Okay. But it, it was before we had really gotten the system down because it right. was still new to us. We didn't know how to get into like the recording studio or get the tracks made. We or... were just asking for favors from anyone we could. And uh, when, whenever all those music videos came out, we were like, well, uh, we can't do that. we got to quit. Let's think of something else. And that's when right. the, the Gandalf one, we were like, all right, pushing back all about that space. Let's focus on Gandalf. Get that music video out. So we have a video. Yeah. And what we, what's been so great um, with the library bards is anytime, you know, we, we, we do this on pretty much zero budget. We mm-hmm. do everything with zero budget. Because any money that we do make, uh, whether it be with the Patreon or, you know, selling merchandise. selling merchandise or if we get paid anything at the con, we put towards making the music tracks, uh, getting into the studios. Right. And even then we have friends who will help us and, and do it for practically nothing. We, we've had... We have so, we have been so blessed out here to have friends that are just willing to help us and really believe in our music and and just want us to have fun and want to have fun with us. Yeah. So like with the Gandalf video, with the black and red video, all of those music videos that we have released, we've done all of them in one day mm-hmm. with pretty much one wow. camera, uh, like one lighting kit. All of our friends just come in with costumes ready to go. Um, that's actually how GK got involved as that's well. That's how GK did. Like, a friend that I just it. made a Facebook live yeah. post going, hey, guys, we need a Dehora and a Black Widow. And and she wrote back, like, oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. She didn't even have a costume yet. Yeah. She was in the process of kind of making one for a con, like maybe. You know, she wasn't really sure <laughs> if she was going to cosplay it or not. And her husband wanted her to do Gamora for, uh, so badly for so long that she, of course, was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And made that costume in pretty much a week. Like, yeah. she got everything. She she did not have a lot of time to get it all together, but she looked insanely good. But, I mean, that's just pretty much how our videos go. We're like, all right, guys, this is the day. Yeah. free. Let's show yeah. up in a costume. We we'll have, give you pizza and donuts. Yeah, we pay you <laughs> spend our money on food and, like, pay them with pizza, donuts, and, you know, water bottles. And uh, we're lucky that our friend Ziggy comes with his camera and, and, you know, shoots it all. I mean, it's just, we've been so great. Like, because most people would not have had right. the success the we've had and the access to it. We're, we're just lucky that our friends all just want to help and yeah. don't really ask for anything in return. Because as of right now, we don't have the means to give them anything in return. But I think it also says oh. something that, you know, we we started a project, and so often out here people start projects and they kind of fizzle out. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. We've been kind of going strong with this, and we've just been, like, like pushing forward. And I think it says a lot, too, that our friends believe in what we're doing and believe in us so much that they're willing to do that because they see where it's going in the future. And they've also been so great if, like, so, if one of our friends is doing, like, a special event or some kind of, you know, uh, a show or something and they need either like an opening act or like a musical break or a musical guest to anything they'll reach out to us and be like hey let's have the library bar because they they believe in us and they want us to they want us to push our music forward as well not only that like we gladly return the favor too like uh web series came out called stocking lavar the season two for that you can see us yes. in there because you know that they, they've been so good to us so we return the favor and we'll go, go and play like bit parts or even be like the library bars on the show mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's give and take, and, and everybody's just exchanging favors. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I found out about Stark and LeVar uh, watching you guys on the Wednesday show you guys do. What's that called again? Oh, the XSN. XSN. XSN on YouTube, Wednesday nights. You guys come on and interview people. You guys had your friend, uh, Heidi Cox, who yep. is yep. on Dream Darlings, the Stark and LeVar creator, right? Yep, exactly. They're great. Now, I watch it. If anybody wants to check out Star from LeVar, they're like six to 12-minute episodes. You can watch the whole thing in an hour to, to catch up. Yeah. 
you guys, the way that you use Xander, I'm not going to give it away, is very subtle, but funny. I like that you did that. Yeah. Oh. You're, what? You're kind of pulling double duty in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that episode, yeah. It's and there's a subtle. future coming up, too, that I will be a different character as well. Yeah. Um, playing one of the sisters. <laughs> So it was cool that they not only wanted us as the library bards, but they were like, hey, not only do we want you guys as the library bards, we want you as actual actors. Right. And, like, Playing to play parts. actual part in this, like, to be an actual character and not just the library bard. It's funny because Dan and I joke about it. We put pretty much everything into the library bard mm-hmm. that we've for, for, kind of forgotten to audition for other things. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we, 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 <laughs> we want to we do more shows and do more this and that and, and you know, audition for things. But really, the library bards have taken um, so much of our energy and time, which is not a bad thing. Cause no. It's because we believe in it so much. And right. Yeah, because it's such a commitment. We're doing a con almost every weekend where we're traveling around, and that's hard to mm-hmm. do uh, if you want to go to auditions, because a lot of the auditions happen over the weekends or during the week, or, you know, you just got to be available a lot of the time for, for acting stuff. And so you just got to pick, pick and choose. All right, so that's kind of the abrupt end of part two. Part three will be next week, episode 17. That will be the final part with uh, more Library Bards talk as well as 10 questions, Think Fast, which actually uh, went on for a little while because 10 questions sparked a bunch of side conversations. But it was great fun. You're going to enjoy it, and you'll love every second of it. Uh, Please come back. I look forward to seeing you back. And, again, email me your suggestions, your ideas, and thoughts. I'd be happy to respond to those uh, any way I possibly can to make those things happen. Thank you again for being here, and I look forward to seeing you next week. For now, that about sums it up. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Yeah.